An essential skill we need in practically every life scenario is the ability to analyze and solve problems. While we would all love to have someone who would solve our problems for us, chances are most of the time we've got to figure things out ourselves. So, what kind of skills do practically perfect problem solvers possess? That is what we are answering on this episode. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th Percentile. I'm Brianna Corrin, and joining me today is renowned psychometrician and my father, Joe Folkman. So, your research today is going to solve all of my problems. Well, let me just try this first. Practically perfect problem solvers. Practically perfect problem solvers. (laughs) That's really good. That's good alliteration right there. (laughs) You did well on that. Well, I think I can help you solve your problems a little bit. That is good because the other day, uh, I thought our heater was broken and there was a huge snowstorm and no no air was coming out of the heater at, at all and the house was freezing so i called up a guy to come fix it and he drove to our house that night in the snowstorm to help me out and and we <laughs> discovered that apparently there's the little red switch on one of my walls that turns our system on and off and one of my kids of course flipped it off and that's why the heater wasn't working so that was embarrassing and fun to pay that uh, you know fee for to come out <laughs> well yes there are some things we can learn to do before calling for help but uh, you know if just the fact that you had to pay for it you'll never forget <laughs> this in the future i will right? never forget that, that, no, that i'll never forget that switch no. <laughs> that switch is going to be you know you're going to check it every day <laughs> Here's what we did. We evaluated some behaviors connected to technical professional expertise by evaluating if people sought out after others' opinions, if they had knowledge and skills that helped them to achieve uh, team results, and if their ideas were trusted because of their in-depth knowledge. I also looked at problem solving, which is the point of this uh, podcast. And we evaluated that by assessing the leader's ability to anticipate and respond quickly to problems, uh, the extent to which they were trusted to use good judgment in making decisions, and their ability to spot new problems early. So I analyzed the top behaviors highly correlated with problem solving. So why? Because these behaviors were the ones that would impact the perceptions of how problems were solved. I then compared the results for men versus women on 16 behaviors and found that 12 of the behaviors showed significant differences between men and women. Hmm. Four of the behaviors were rated more positively for men and eight were rated more positively for women. So I'm looking at the graph and yeah, it shows that female leaders tend to be better problem solvers. You know, this really supports that other study that um, you published in HBR last year about females and male leaders in the pandemic and that overall female leaders were better in a crisis. Oh, yeah, that's true. And so if you'll notice the items that were significantly different for men, they clustered around two issues, technical expertise. It was rated significantly higher on two items. 
and that can influence problem solving ability. I mean, if you have knowledge and skills that helps mm -hmm. you solve a problem. The other two were focused on strategic perspective, having the ability to understand how problems connect to the vision and direction of the organization was a skill that helped men solve problems and sort of having that long view. Mm -hmm. While these four behaviors were helpful for men, there were eight behaviors that women performed more effectively, and that made a bigger difference in the results. In the end, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, these behaviors teach us some essential requirements for practical problem solving that we all need to improve. Oh, I think it was practically perfect problem solving. Oh, that's it. <laughs> well, what is evident in this analysis is that having an excellent solution to a problem and a clear context for how the solution aligns with the strategy are not the only two issues that impact the expertise in problem solving, like you were saying. So what are these other eight behaviors that these practically perfect problem solvers do? <laughs> that was really now good. I'm just, I'm just showing off now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Number one, they get it done right away. I remember a few years ago, my wife came to me and she says, there's a leak in our second garage roof. And I said, maybe it'll fix itself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when in the history of the world has it ever yeah. fixed itself. It'll, it'll magically shift. Yeah. Well, she called the roofer. In other studies comparing men and women, we found that this competency taking initiative showed significantly higher results for women than for men it is easy for problems to get put on that. Well, I'll do that later shelf. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems that we can learn a lot from women in our lives that take on problems sooner and invest more energy to get them corrected. Yes. So when someone tells you to take out the trash, you do it right away. <laughs> the next one, number two, was they model this problem-solving behavior to those around them. If you want to change the way others perceive you in that behavior, you need to be considered the role model for it. Be consistent. Those who are good role models are more trusted. And we talked about role models a few weeks ago. And if you want others to perceive you as a problem solver, then obviously you need to solve more problems and get in on the action. That's true. Now, number three is they didn't work on problems alone. Many problems in an organization flow across multiple groups and cannot be resolved without collaboration. Women were rated better at being collaborative than men. Men tended to act more independently. Oh, I'll do it myself. I'll take care of this. <laughs> well, and I'll get all the credit, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to solve a problem quickly, involve those around you and share the glory. Number four is know how to explain the problem and the solution effectively. A significant part of solving any problem is having good communication between everyone impacted by the problem. The first benefit of good communication is that it helps everyone understand the problem, when it occurs, why it occurs. Second, the solution needs to be communicated to all parties involved. Yeah, I feel like so many problems uh, you know, are just stuck because of lack of communication or bad communication. In fact, I was, this podcast, I've been working with our website developers for months. I was having this problem where I would put it to go out at 6 a.m. Eastern time, you know, the next day I would load it all up and I'd look and it wouldn't go out. And so I had to go back into the website and push it out. 
And I kept bringing up this problem and they'd shift it to another person. And finally it got to this person and he started to ask me some important questions. And one of the very important questions was, what time zone do you live in? <laughs> because while Zanger Folkman is headquartered in Utah, I live in Virginia. <laughs> so naturally the website was set to Mountain Standard Time, not the East Coast. And that was the reason it never went out when I thought it was supposed to go out. So it was kind of a user error. Such a simple fix when you actually can communicate well. So I see why that is one of the things on there. And I really need to stop sharing all these follies of mine because it shows that I'm not a good problem solver. <laughs> well, no, what it shows is it's a great example and it highlights your extreme humility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So the next thing that problem solvers do is number five, they can influence others to stretch their abilities to solve problems. Many problems are hard to solve and they require that people do something different than they've done in the past. This requires you to be more skillful at getting others to step up and stretch to accomplish difficult goals. I've noticed in the pandemic that it's harder for a lot of people to stretch. They feel overwhelmed. They They've got a thousand things on their list. Uh, Stretching is important. And when it comes to problem solving, this is going to require some stretching. Number six is they recognize where change is needed. It's easy to ignore many problems. It's hard to identify where change is really needed and probably the negative effects of not changing and how it negatively affects the organization. One of my favorite problem-solving stories since you brought up the, the pandemic, it was during the early days, there was this deli in New Jersey called Natoli's Italian Deli. And of course, he was struggling like all of those other restaurant people that, you know, they weren't getting people coming in. They couldn't, you know, get enough to go orders. And half of his revenue relied on catering. And that obviously was not happening anymore. So he turned his deli into a supermarket because, of course, everyone was going grocery shopping and the demand was so big, he opened another supermarket. And now that things are kind of going back to normal, he said, uh, nope, the groceries are there to stay and he's not going back. But, you know, he quickly saw what change was needed and and he acted on it. Wow, that gives me a great idea. We sh should have turned our office space into a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come and shop. And we'll also teach you how to be a better leader while you're here. It's, it's a growing experience. <laughs> I, it would be great. Well, last two things we can learn from really practically perfect problem solvers is number seven, they need to know how to focus on top priorities. We cannot fix everything. So concentrating mm -hmm. on the top priority makes it possible for an organization to change and focus on the most pressing issues. And, you know, we're, we're all trying to boil the ocean sometimes. We need to sort of say, <laughs> gee, what can we change right now? Number eight is they understand the full context. Solving problems requires that all people affected will know how their role impacts the problems to be solved. Solving problems is more than just coming up with an excellent solution. Oh, absolutely. The full context. Now, uh, aren't you grateful for the problem solvers in your life? I sure am. <laughs> it's, it's a skill I'm working on. Problems can be stressful, 
overwhelming, and many of us do want to pretend that they don't exist. We want to hide them in the corner, and we'll tiptoe around them, pretending they're not there, and if we don't give them any attention, they'll walk away, but they won't. Well, and what's interesting is how you feel when you do solve a problem. I mean, we all need a little boost these days, and if you want a boost, solve a problem something that's been a nagging and 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 you you just solve it and it will have a great impact on your self-esteem oh absolutely and your optimism (laughs) so instead of waiting around for some practically perfect problem solver to enter your life or (laughs) that genie to pop out of the lamp you're better off becoming a better problem solver yourself After all, problems get solved when someone takes the initiative to fix the problem, understands their role in the solution, and cooperates. Problem solving frequently requires the efforts and involvement of others. If you have a significant problem that needs to get solved in your organization, be the person that just doesn't understand the problem, but the person that solves it. Good luck. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Joe Folkman and produced by Singer Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Singer Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack Singer and Joe Folkman, visit our website at sangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.